Hey gang, we're really happy that you listened to Suicide Buddies and we appreciate that you like the show. We actually really care a lot about your mental health. And so if you are feeling uh, depression and especially suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideation, well, Dave and I would really prefer that you put down the podcast right now and you call it the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's uh, 1-800-273-TALK, which is one 800 uh, 273-8255. Uh, they're really great. They will uh, eventually get to you uh, and they can uh, help you with more uh, professional advice than maybe Dave and I can d- fart out of our ass. So, You know just You have DJ DNA. I have DJ DNA. DJ DNA. There's something happening here. There's something happening here. <laughs> what it is, I cannot say. What's funny is that, like, that's one of those songs. That's one of like ten sort of like beautiful semi-chill songs that our culture associates with like murdering Vietnamese people. <laughs> Everybody, stop. Now, murder <laughs> Vietnamese now. Everybody's going to murder Vietnamese now. Yeah, it's very weird. It's like, wait, why are we... In so many movies, just <laughs> casually, it's just like, I ain't no fortunate one. <laughs> and they're just like napalming villages. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and now it's like used to like sell a Kia. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> like, like some car. There's something happening What was here. our culture it's in the 60s? on new Subarus. Yeah. That's what's happening here. Come on down to the Subaru dealership. Everything gets muddied over time, and we've like combined the Vietnam War with the protest music (laughs) when we make movies of it now. It's fucked up, dude. Yeah. I mean, Napalm is bad. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Napalm Buddies. Yeah, I wonder why the boomer generation's (laughs) fucked up. Napalm's bad. Napalm (laughs) is bad. I was I think you and I were talking about this the other day on the phone. I like I realized that. Uh, one of the things that's so fucked up about the boomer generation and one of the reasons we're having a lot of trouble uh, with them now is that they're the generation that marketing was invented during. Oh, yeah. Like, funny. Obviously, there's been marketing and trying to sell stuff forever and people have tried to come up with marketing slogans, but literally the concept of public relations was invented <laughs> in the 50s and the first ever focus group w- happened in the 50s. So, like... Marketing at a high level, uh, high monetary level was invented then. And so they've all just, and, and then they didn't have any context for it. They didn't have any information about what that does to the human brain. So there are a whole generation of people that just believed all the marketing because <laughs> they didn't have any ability to not. Okay, Zoomer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, okay, Computer by I, Radiohead. Good album. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I hear you. And I believe that that's true. Well, it's true that every generation basically buys in and sells out. Sure. I mean, it's funny. Like, someone kind of corrected me on Twitter, but I'll just say, like, the boomer generation is the generation that came up or and really solidified the phrase, don't trust anyone over 30. Right. And all that they mm-hmm. did was got over the age of 30 and then we're like bought into advertising we're like i should own shit it's my fucking like i'm manifesting i should have this this also just in every way if you look at it like they are yes they're a generation that says they took a bunch of drugs and questioned themselves but then they're also the generation that believed ads about weed uh, they're the reason it's illegal. Yeah. They're all like the culture around people that age are just like, oh, I don't know. Uh, I didn't drop acid so my kid could smoke weed. <laughs> dare. Dare. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. It's so funny that we talk about dare in our interview uh, in the second half with Chris Conley. Yeah. On this show, Suicide Buddies. Suicide Buddies. Thank you for listening. I'm Dave Ross. I'm Hampton Young. Uh, this is a mental health comedy podcast where we joke our way through the dark shit 
And if this is your first time listening and you hear us make some dark jokes about depression or suicide, that's not because we take it lightly. And yeah, the, our guest this week is Chris Conley from the band Saves the Day. <laughs> it's kind of insane. Yeah, we've both been big fans of Saves the Day I our whole hide, lives. Yeah, I had to hide all my shirts. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of what I wear on stage. There's so many shots of me doing stand-up where I'm just wearing Saves the Day shirts that if he looked me up for even a second, he would see how big of a fan I am. And I it think was, I played it pretty cool. Yeah. Well, actually, when I arrived at Hampton's house, there was a big banner that said, Chris, you saved my day. And Aristotle and I had to be like, Hampton, maybe. Maybe. And he was like, too much? I'm like a f- bad family guy. <laughs> you know me. No, I did, I did uh, tell uh, Georgia, my wife. My wife. Um, <laughs> Shagadelic, my wife. Um, she's my shagadelic wife. What is this stupid podcast? It's garbage. I'll tell you that for free. Um, I told her, you know, originally I was like, oh my God, we're going to have Chris Conley for Saves the Day. He's going to be on the podcast. And she's like, that's cool. So, like, what do you want to do for dinner? I was like, understand how I feel. I was like, this is like if Rihanna did your podcast. And she was like, oh my God. Can she? <laughs> Let me start a podcast <laughs> so she can be there for it. What me. is the name of her Rihanna podcast? Oh, she stopped doing that. Okay. It was Bad Pod Riri. Okay. You can go check it out. How many episodes did she do before she cowered it out? Still, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dude, she did so many. I don't know. It was only like nine or so. Bummer, dude. And I th- but, no, I think she kind of was like, let me figure something different out sure no i know i'm sorry i'm not trying to give georgia shit i was just make. i was just being a dumbass i'm saying this because i know she listens <laughs> yeah totally so i'm like apologizing to my wife mid podcast oh you don't even need to apologize obviously oh my god i'm sorry <laughs> everyone starts and ends things and whatever i don't give a fuck <laughs> At all? No, no. Finish what you were saying. She's a coward. My wife. She's a fucking coward. My wife's a dumb slut. You were saying your words. No, Dave's. Dave stopped. Now I've stopped talking to keep you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to eat your words, Dave. Now what? I'm no longer Why in trouble. Why would you make me say that? <laughs> Cut to me and I'm holding up cue cards. Well, I'll just say, Dave, (laughs) silence is violence. (laughs) What you just gave me was a lot of violence. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, Well, yeah, we have Chris Conley from Saves Day on the show. Uh, The interview is so fun. He also brought a couple friends who were so cool. It was great. I've known him for a while. It was cool to catch up. And then we're... It's too bad we should almost have recorded this after we go to the show. Hampton and Aristotle and I uh, have a Suicide Buddies field trip tonight. We're going to go see Saves the Day at the bootleg. I can't make it. My tummy hurts. (laughs) Okay, I understand. (laughs) It's a field trip. Can't make it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're going to be writing kind of a review of the whole show. Definitely. Uh, So they better crush. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm so excited to go. (laughs) It is funny that our first, I think it's the first ever like time that the three of us went out and did something out together, specifically just the three of us. And it's funny that we're going to see an emo band. (laughs) That was the last the police ever saw yeah. of the suicidal buddies. <laughs> when do suicide buddies become suicidal buddies? <laughs> That's our episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Somebody's <laughs> listening to our podcast and they're just like, come on, commit suicide. When are do they going to do it? Do it. When are they going to? Uh, yeah, this was a fucking banger episode. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, and you know what? You guys be the judge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen to this episode, download, subscribe, write a review, uh, join the Patreon if you want more bonus episodes. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have a bonus episode up this week uh, for $5 patrons and up. And uh, what we're literally going to be doing on the bonus episode is uh, I got a new toy Uh-oh. that I can't stop annoying Aristotle, Aristotle with. I call him Aristotle because he got a haircut. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got a new toy. Those are the only two buttons I'm gonna press. 
That's obviously Hampton, but man, that's fun. This the, the bonus episode might make you overthrow the government. I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's oh, a bunch of other no. shit on here that I've been. Uh, I don't know if you heard any of the ringtones that I posted on our Patreon. Uh, expect some of that. And uh, <laughs> guys, uh, come check me out on the road. I'll be in Atlanta uh, December 12th. I'll be in Wilmington December 13th and 14th, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. And then December 15th, I'll be at Washington, D.C., uh, the Union Stage. Come out to these shows. Get tickets at <laughs> get tickets at HamptonYunt.com. I will be basically making fun of Rage Against the Machine for a <laughs> solid hour. I have seen video recordings of my own shows, and it is impressive how much I talk about music. <laughs> Especially range. I don't know why. I don't know why, guys. You know what? Come out. Ask me. Ask me why. Come away now. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. Come back. Come away now. Come away now. That's an insult. How dare you? I feel like I'm being misgendered. <laughs> please. Please. All right, guys. Check out the Patreon if you want more of this. <laughs> <laughs> and get ready. Here's an episode. Wait, 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 wait. I have a show in Chicago on December 13th. Well, that's I want not you. important. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I uh, December 13th at North Bar in Chicago. Tickets at DaveToTheRoss.com. D-A-V-E-T-O-T-H-E-R-O-S-S. And yeah, let's get to our interview with Chris. Come with it now. Doesn't matter what they say. Killery, killery. <laughs> Let's get in the zone, guys. The political zone. How are your? What do you guys think about Killery Kilton? <laughs> hey, Chris Conley. Thanks for being on the show, man. Hell this, yeah, man. Psyched to be here. This is Chris's uh, introduction to both Suicide Buddies and Hampton. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, which is uh, both good things, but uh, right off the top to be like, so Killery. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys are going to want to go on YouTube. There's a lot of files on YouTube about Killery Kilton. <laughs> I just want to know your feelings. Yeah, we also do a lot of Alex Jones impersonation. On this cool. podcast, okay. word, and you're a follower of Alex Jones's. I work, know, right? I know of the man, yes. <laughs> dude. Thank you so much for being on the show, absolutely. man. Absolutely, thanks for wanting to hang out again, man. Yeah, it's been a long, long yeah, time. It's been a, it's been a minute. Uh, Chris and I know each other from we linked up because you, uh, I don't remember, I guess Chris Thayer introduced us. And that's then, what it was, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. And then I went to Chico on tour, and you did my old podcast, Terrified. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and you stayed in my studio. Totally. Yeah, man. In your bunk beds. In the bunks, dude. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. still have that? Yeah, that's where the <laughs> bands stay. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's great. How's it's Chico? Like, oh, Chico's wow. fucking awesome, dude. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like blowing up. It was crazy. Um, last year there was that the campfire and that burned down the town of Paradise. That oh. is like right above Chico. So all of a sudden, like overnight, there's twenty thousand extra people. Whoa. Um, yeah. So there's there's a lot of uh, there's still a lot more traffic in general. But that also really? means that the town is like exponentially growing. Crazy. Huh. Yeah. Um, and so the trajectory for that is going to continue to rise. Um, but it's all good stuff. Um, it's such a great place. You know, yeah, people love living there and it's like college towns, cool shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, and there's just like, it's good for business and stuff. Yeah. This is going to yeah. be like the new Silicon Valley or something. <laughs> yeah. For people stoners. <laughs> yeah. Man, it is a stoned ass oh, place. Dude, it's yeah, a it's new it's type of bong. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> going to get a lot of investors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I like that you're like, it's on the rise. Mm -hmm. It is, man. It's a cool, it's a cool spot. I'm proud to be from there li live there at least yeah it's cool from man. back east but i i've been there for 16 years now wow is that yeah. true yeah Damn. time flies when the weather's nice you know? <laughs> no shit yeah. dude yeah. did i tell you this by the way that like i i also love chico i love i've now gone through there on tour like a bunch of times three yeah or four it's a or good scene actually the comedy scene is strong there it's growing too and you're a big part of making that even even more more awesome. I don't oh, know that's you know. nice. Yeah, cool. In the What'd wake you of your shows, people will, like start booking more and more stuff. Oh, really awesome! Cool. Yeah, man. Dude, the last time I was, uh, th by the way, I just to preface this a little, this story is ha is going to be really really nice. 
until the very end. Sick. Trigger warning. It sucks at the end. Uh, uh, you might want to stop listening to this podcast if you're a little triggered by the R word, the Q word, the L word. What's the Q word? Question. I'm making them up as I go. Um, don't question Questions? anything. Yeah. Don't ever think. If you're offended UCB. by questions. Uh, so, and uh, no, I guess I just say that because I feel a little bad because I don't want to talk shit on Chico because it's not about that, but it is just such a funny story. I like, one of the things I love about Chico is it definitely feels like a big community where everyone's in it together. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, there's one of the, there's like, I feel a, a great lack of judgment while I'm there, which is really nice That's too. That's sick, actually. Yeah. That's a cool observation. And uh, so I... Had to leave for tour and my battery was dying, but I like because of a bunch of things, I had to just go. I went to SF, my car made it there, and then the next stop was Chico, and my car made it there. And then I like I had I had bought a battery and I was just driving around with a new battery in my car and I needed to get it installed. And later I found out that it wasn't that hard and I could have easily <laughs> yeah, done it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've yeah, done that. Yeah. I've like done that before. <laughs> yeah. Though I will, in a Hyundai, there's a screw under it that's like, Plus there's an this older thing. Kid was mean to me. Uh, yeah. I was getting bullied. <laughs> and uh, which is a perfect segue into the premise of the show. But um, anyway, it is a little harder, okay? It is. It reeks of effort, man. If you don't assume it's you know, easy. Right. Then, yeah, it's way more difficult than you're making it. So I called, like, three uh, mechanics in Chico, and a couple of them were like, yeah, I don't know, we're kind of booked up for a few days, but if you come by, maybe we could squeeze you in. And then the third one I called, the guy was like, what is it, a battery? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, and you have the battery. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, dude, just drive over, I'll do it, whatever. And uh, I showed up, I told him all about tour, it was the day after my show, he was like, oh, damn, you're a comedian? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, wow, I'll bet you, like, tour for a comedian is rough, money-wise. And I was like, kind of. Uh -huh. He gave me a bunch of snacks, a bunch of, like, soda and shit. <laughs> no, He oh, did wow. it. He wouldn't let me pay him. He wouldn't even let me fucking tip what? him. What? Yes. He was like, a comedian? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Do we yeah. need to go by the hospital for any open <laughs> sores? <laughs> yeah. Any lesions? And what's so, yeah, and he was just so nice and kind, and oh, we were all yeah, packed yeah. up, and I was ready to go, and it was, I was like, God, what a nice, wonderful start to a tour. This is beautiful. And then right before I was leaving, he was like, can you believe those gay guys wanted to get a cake made for their wedding? And I was like, oh, no! That was, my that was in the news cycle. Oh, he, my God. He's kind of wow. just reacting to the news yeah. as it comes out. Right. You hear about that baby stuck in a well? Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I was about to say, like, who is this guy? I'm gonna go get some free snacks. <laughs> no <or> shit. <laughs> That's why I didn't tell. And as a result, I will never oh like say who God. he is or like. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I don't want to. He was so kind to me. And right. I've That's had a, so many weird conversations. It's a predicament. Where, yeah. <laughs> totally. Uber drivers, where it's like it oddly like turns racist, and then I just shut down. I'm like, let's just stop talking. Like, <laughs> oh, or, yeah. or like they've definitely like called out gay people. It's weird. They kind of think it's their forum to just start. Yeah, well, this yeah, dude, like, this dude know, the other beliefs. night, this dude the other night was like, at first kind of seemed normal, and it was, um, it was a pool, so there's like another person in the back, and then when she got out, he just went full on into like <laughs> his family's the Russian mafia and how. He just casually has a concealed <laughs> permit, and he's like, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave this guy a, a six-star rating, <laughs> and I just had to dodge everything kind of playing along just so, like, I felt, I felt unsafe, yeah, but I like, made it, you know, totally. and um, you're like, yeah, five-star rating, you know, just got the hell out of there. <laughs> Made it out alive. Whoa, yeah. five star rating, of course. That's you got, so you funny. know what I mean? He knows where he dropped me off. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, man, I always feel that way. And yeah. they can look back. I was a Lyft driver for a while, and you can. It's funny. They, they don't go out of their way to immediately give you each person's info, but you can look back and see each ride and what the route was and how much they tipped you. And yeah, how, and yeah, I definitely tipped this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should I send the money directly to yeah. the mafia yeah. or to yeah. your family? <laughs> yep. How does this work out? So to give uh, listeners some context, if you don't know, Chris is 
uh, the lead singer and founder of Saves the Day. Yep. Uh, what would you? I would say. What would you call the genre of your band? Do it's you say emo. emo? It's emo. emo. So it's you know. Yeah. It's, it makes sense that I'm on this podcast. Hell yeah, you know yeah man! Dude. I've been there. <laughs> I mean, sing about. Whoa, whoa! Definitely. Your lyrics are like real. <laughs> well, that happens. It is funny that you've been on my two emo podcasts. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there's a kindred thread I there. I can't stop. I mean, it's my. I don't know. Totally. It's my bread and butter. It's what yeah. I grew up with, so it's like yeah, it's I'm funny. Glad it's still happening. <laughs> yeah, same, dude. We how this came about actually is like it's weird because so I'm friends with uh, the dudes from the Hard Times. And yes, been... we just hung out. Um, they came out to the show in Brooklyn, and we got oh, the book. Cool. I just did their podcast last week, so Bill came out to the show. Um, right, because that's in their how book you tour. that's how you texted, right? Because you guys were texting. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it was so weird because I yeah I mean we haven't talked in like yeah it's been. A, couple of years while, maybe yeah. yeah and then i did the hard times podcast and i've been talking to bill a lot lately and then he told me he hung out with you and then posted online about it and then i was like oh shit yeah chris and i texted you and was like what's up and then that day that i texted you and you and i were texting i came here to record and hampton was like are you going to the saves the day show oh and i amazing. was like i didn't know about it oh and i sick. texted you and well, yeah, that worked so, out perfectly yeah. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be so fun yeah tonight. i'm stoked it's gonna be fun awesome why i've never been to <laughs> why what's good because you're that? coming <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've never been to this theater but i hear it's awesome bootleg oh it's awesome yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's really it's fun small. Yeah. it's gonna be just punk rock but it's just open it's great it's like Sick. people are gonna like fucking lose their Go minds. nuts man <laughs> yeah i love it yeah yeah it's like not that deep and it's just wide enough cool. it's great i'm really excited I mean, I mean, you know, I live for this shit. It's something to do, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> something to get out of bed. And yeah, fun. yeah, exactly. It really is that simple, isn't yep, it? it is. <laughs> Creating goals in your life that are easily, like, you know, you know you're going to want to write You're going to want to do it. You're going to want to If you're going to want to want, yeah, if you're going to want to want to do it. <laughs> do you feel like you set up a kind of a, a life schedule to keep yourself yeah, like, focused? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are definitely like the dark times where it's like, what's the point of like fucking anything? You know what yeah, I mean? And even, though, even what I love is hard. But thank God, I really genuinely enjoy it. I genuinely enjoy it. So I look forward to it, you know, even through those times. That's great. Yeah. I was just trying to think of like what was a musician I last saw who clearly didn't want to be there. <laughs> that oh, happens. That man. happens. It all happens because even yeah. you know just in life, like I'm sure it happens to just like normos, you know, like sure, oh, absolutely. Just wake up and it's just like hard to just brush your teeth or something. No, I was thinking about that no effects show you <laughs> you had helped me perform oh, on, yeah, but yeah. then get tickets, and I was just watching a bunch of bands, and I was like, it was interesting to see how. You know, they'd been doing it a while or something, you know. It was and like some of them were going through the motions. And like, yeah. yeah, bands of no effects, so bad religion. Yeah, and you could tell how they were making it fun for them, which I always enjoy. Huh, interesting. How they'd ramp it up at times. But then you could tell they've done this a million so fucking times. Many so times, like, yeah. right, right. Yeah. You guys are the most incredible audience at oh. Long Beach I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's so, the wrong town. It's so nice to hear, <laughs> too. Yeah. You guys should totally give like salute to Pasadena. Oh, yeah. You guys are fucking incredible. The Simpsons thing where it's Spinal Tap and yeah. they, they're not sure where they are. It's especially that. cool to hear that you are still loving it because I know that this tour is the 20 year anniversary of yeah. Through Being Cool, which was it's your second, second album. record. Yes. And I want to, I'm curious about that, but I'm also interested like. I love that record. That's Thanks, the man. one of yours I've listened to the most, actually. Thank you. Thank you. And I also know from listening to it that much that, I mean, there's so much uh, emotion in that record. Yeah. And so I'm curious about how you feel about it now, but hmm. 20 years ago, how old were you and where were you at when you were writing so that I record? I was 19. I was at NYU. Okay. And um, like the band had put out our first album we recorded in our senior year of high school. So it came out like when we graduated, went on tour. Went to NYU and I was like writing that whole year and then we booked time at the end of the spring semester to go track the album. And so I was like back and forth between New Jersey and New York, like going home to visit family and friends on the weekends. I'd be on the train, like writing lyrics and stuff, wow. writing riffs in my dorm. And like our drummer went to NYU too. So I'd walk over to his dorm with the guitar and like show him songs. We'd like sit there writing it like he'd be tapping it out on his 
on his knees and stuff. Cool. Yeah, it was it was a really cool time. So I was like hanging out Washington Square Park and there's like kids skateboarding and shit and I'm like sitting there with my you know, pad of paper and I was taking creative writing classes, so a lot of it was just like assignments, like homework. Hmm. Yeah. And then I'd like crowbar it into a song. Wow. <laughs> you know, just yeah, fit it into over the melody and stuff. That's fine. So then we recorded the album and uh like Brian the drummer Brian and I who was he was the one at NYU we both could tell it was pretty good. Like it felt really cool. Like it had good energy, and like we we're like, this is this is cool. We'd done enough touring at that point, just on the weekends and like winter break, hmm. um, that and we were picking. We could tell we were picking up momentum. Yeah. So we decided let's defer NYU for a year, and just tour on this album and just see what happens. And so it just like happened, and that's wow. yeah. So twenty years later. Wow. Like that all happened because of through being cool. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, man. So I think I really like I lo I love the record for so many reasons. But it's, it's like, like a total life change. Catapulted, changed my life. Yeah. And wow. Catapulted me into this amazing like journey. It's like I'm living a movie. It really feels just like <laughs> surreal and just like really genuinely fucking badass. Wow. Like I'm grateful and I'm like genuinely grateful. You know, like shit eating grin. <laughs> and it's um, so funny too that it's a shit eating grin that all came from emo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just like I just wrote those songs like just out of pure joy. It was like yeah. I didn't ever thought twice. I didn't really like, think down the line at all. It was like I've always been kind of like an oblivious dude. My head in the clouds, like very aloof. Yeah. You know, just like kind of psyched wherever I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> You're just like choice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just like unfolds. All right. And so it's been like just a trip. This wow. is interesting for me to hear. And I'll bet for a lot of Saves the Day fans because like... Like I said, I mean, there's a lot of sadness in the lyrics and in the music itself. Right. Uh, and to hear that you... So I guess what I want to know is, like, as a person... Like, I've listened to that record at dark times, and it's yeah. helped me. I wrote it at dark times. Well, that's what I wanted to ask. Like, you're so talking about feeling joy, right. putting well, it I out. Think that's a great thing to think about, actually, because yeah. I think the songs were the outlet so that I could get through that. And I could get, I could use those emotions and just as fuel for the songs, and it felt so good just to like write about it. It was like getting it off your chest, right? You know how it feels. You mm -hmm. got stuff inside you, and you have, you got it. Totally. Say, you guys, you guys are the same way, you know. And then um, the craft of it is so fun, you know. It's like thinking about your routine and whatnot, right? It's like satisfying as well. The work is so fun, and then the fact that it like people like it you know and it'll like change their life in a way that i is like surreal to me sure yeah you know and like that's really really cool as well so i'm like mm. i've kind of like i just feel like super lucky yeah you know how were you able to deal with like kind of the intense fan reaction you know yeah. you're writing these lyrics that people really identify with right and probably right. at a young age people are like you are currently saving my life <laughs> yeah dude, <laughs> you're just I like feel, uh, <laughs> i feel like like, um, I feel like, uh, not proud isn't the right word because mm. I'm like, uh, it's like something that we share when somebody connects to the Saves the Day lyrics. Like I wrote that to get through a thing and it's helping them get through a thing. It's like larger than either one of us. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's very like, I'm like, it's like, it's almost like this sacred relationship you know, and I'm just like grateful we're in it together, you know? Wow. That's a really great like look on just how you view your music. Yeah. And like, yeah. and like the survival aspect of it, like forging ahead through those dark times, you know, with like, uh, at least other people are going through it together. We're all going through it together. <laughs> so it's, it's cool. Like it's like not in any like, uh, like cheesy, corny way, like really special. It's um, I think that's basically yeah. the appeal of the genre. Yeah, it's genuine. It's yes. really it's on real. its nose. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, I'm telling you exactly yeah, and man, I, what yeah, I totally. fucking feel. Yeah. I had yeah. never heard that perspective before, and it's like it's almost like a, like it should be obvious, but, if, but it's not, so it's right. a revelation. The idea that like if someone likes your being vulnerable, that means that you have a shared experience yeah it's like they it's so felt cool. that same exact way without those like words and those words said how they felt yeah you know what i mean and like the thing for me is like the way i learned how to write when i was learning how to write in school was 
stream of consciousness and like channeling feelings. So it's like, I'm really like letting the emotion do the writing. Yeah. So I can also be removed from it and like observe it and be like, wow, you know, I'm like kind of wowed out by it too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So right. it's like, I'm in there too, just going like along for the ride. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. As you're writing it. Yeah. What the, like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Well, but so I have this monster inside like me who explains exactly <laughs> right, how right. I feel so, and it's very helpful. And sometimes I'm like, damn, and I won't realize till later, like what I said, you know? James, yeah. James Hetfield's yeah. like, there's a literal monster. <laughs> a literal monster, guys. <laughs> he talked to the lead singer of Cold Chamber and he's like, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, the nightmare. guy inside me just really likes fucking Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> so, Chris, when did you decide to start putting coded messages in all your lyrics? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that was pretty early on. <laughs> totally. Because I've been listening and you're definitely talking about some stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. Yes. Yeah. It's not just uh, you being blunt. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot in there just like just, just for me it. too, satisfying <laughs> my my curiosity. Have you ever tried? I mean, that's actually kind of a interesting thing to me. Like, have you ever tried to, I don't know, stump yourself? Like, do something so outside? No, of the I don't norm? think I I have. I, there's like exercises as a writer that I'll do, mm -hmm. like writing in a different style or sure. something like that, but. I've never like sat on my left arm and tried to write, you know, <laughs> the dead hand. <laughs> the people talking about that. It's Dude, so funny. That's so funny. You're supposed man. to this, so it falls asleep, you jack off. Yeah. And then no, it, and then another guy write, comes in and sucks you off. The stranger <laughs> writes my lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, there's an actual yeah. stranger. <laughs> there is yeah, the the mystical yeah. yeah, mad mad professor. Yeah. Well, so I you know, I guess it's probably a pretty obvious statement to say in 20 years that your like uh, feelings about the record have like changed and they, stuff. Yeah, they have. What's really cool about it is that it's gotten deeper and it's almost like surreal to me. Like there are lyrics that I wrote back then that now mean something. Like it finally means something that I, I'm understanding wow. only now. And while it meant something when I was writing it. Um, it almost is like freaky at times. Yeah. Like, wait a second, this is so dead on 20 years later that it was like clearly like meant for to be understood now. That's amazing. Whoa. It's fucking weird. It is cool. that stranger. I think it, if, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it you really talk about is. it in this way that it almost feels religious. I mean, it really is such yeah. a deep connection with just like, I, you're choosing to be like kind of a it's a channel, conduit. channel. Yeah. So that it really is, and like that's that's what I work hard on is so that I can like let it come through. So all the craft that I've worked on is so that I can channel that thing, and that's part of what I love about this is like I get to watch it happen, and like I'm learning about my own experience through like whatever the hell it is. <laughs> wow. It's trippy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. You're like, I wish I could be in the audience watching me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I watch myself perform every night, you know? Like, work hard on my voice, mm -hmm. you know, and everything so that I can be kind of like just letting it happen and right. less like consciously thinking, oh, I'm riding a bike, I'm riding a bike. Isn't it yeah. so. No. I, I, every time I remember that that's the goal of performing, I get so frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, and that's definitely like, it speaks to the type of person I am. Like I want to be able to control situations. I'm constantly yeah. fighting my impulse to control. Yes. And, uh, well, same for sure. Hmm. Well, it seems then, like you're doing well with it. Well, it's uh, just, yeah. yeah, it's a constant struggle and work, working really hard so that I can maximize the potential that the situation can be just effortless. Like I heard a quote to some concert pianist that says, you don't practice to be perfect, you practice to be fearless. Mm. Wow. And I thought that was like, that was that's like a true. light bulb for me. Yeah. yeah. It's like, cool, that's why I drive myself insane, like working hard <laughs> even when I'm home. Right. That's why I do my Joker stand-up into the mirror. <laughs> yeah. I'm just practicing being a sociopath. Yeah. 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 And Taking I that lesson and applying it to... <laughs> <laughs> like for stand-up it's so weird to be like practicing you know what right, i mean like right. you can totally hold up in a room for hours play like, the guitar and be like i am actually getting oh, better but with stand-up you just gotta be like and i imagine they're gonna love me when i say this <laughs> then they'll love wow. me 
this other point. And in the movie, he kind of does that a bunch. He's like yeah. imagining himself like oh, on the TV crushing. show and stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's never gone bad. Joker's yeah. never had a bad set. <laughs> yeah, that say. movie's wild, man. I didn't see yeah. it yet. Oh, you should. It's yeah. going to. It's actually. I'm going to for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was more of a statement about mental health than what a lot of people were like. Yeah, it's putting on it. It's about like, incels. Like they quite literally in the movie are like, Gotham's got no money for mental health care. I don't know what to tell you, Joker. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, Angus will kill people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's wow. the movie, basically. It's it's deep. It's dark. I mean, I okay. I'm s i am I keep asking you about this record, but I this is the last question. I think I don't mean to harp on it. No, but, not at uh, all, man. I mean that's what I'm out here promoting too now. Well, so sure. It's perfect. Cool, yeah. Okay, well then, uh, never mind. Let's play the record. <laughs> uh, In its entirety. You've given us listen legal to consent. It. Let's watch Chris listen to it. That's on record. He said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess like I've never actually directly asked you about the record with relation to depression, but I guess I just want to ask, do you... Would you say you have depression? Yes, severely. Okay. Severely. Yeah. All right. Do you uh, have medication? I mean, no, no. It? I've never been on medication, and I probably should have or mm. should be. But I just try to do it the like mm. the natural way. White knuckle it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> through, seriously. Through like, life. <laughs> yeah. A lot of like uh, like exercise. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, because that like floods out all that like toxic shit in the bloodstream. Yeah. I kind of have to do it. <laughs> You know, otherwise it just stagnates. And then, like, Sweat I can't, out. like, eat or drink anything that upsets my, like, natural s- system as well. Because mm. then I'll, like, just just tank, you right. know? Man, you like, are speaking straight to me right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I have to treat it like it's my job or I'll just be, like, the most miserable person in the world. Yeah, I love destroying myself. And I have so yeah, much to live fun. for, too. Like, I'm a dad, so, like, mm-hmm. I can't fuck this up. Yeah. Like, if I weren't a dad, it'd be so much easier to just be like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you know? Right. So, no. Nope. <laughs> Let's totally. try that other Not side of Rockstar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then tr- tried it, man. Yeah. I tried yeah. it all, dude. Nothing... <laughs> Nothing really? Did you have a period hole. where you were like throwing TVs out hotel windows? And oh, it's like good. Destroyed many things, <laughs> including myself. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. always the darkest. Of yeah, the destructions. Yeah, trash as many hotel rooms as you want, and then nothing works except for like taking care of yourself. Blows. Isn't that oh, blows. so annoying? Yeah, fucking it sucks, sucks. man. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Wait, I'm in charge of this machine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get to feel like my body is an old car. The soft machine, yeah. I'm like, fuck. What's that? Who's that? Why doesn't this, this machine kill fascists? Because <laughs> <laughs> then you got to sit in a cell. <laughs> Great. Turns out Rage Against the Machine was all about self-loathing. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's good, dude. Thank that you. That is fucking good. I, oh, <laughs> I hate myself myself. Oh! I mean, really, when we think about it, we're all coming to politics from different spectrums. Oh. But I mean, inside, that's the real politics. Oh, oh my god, dude. Yo, that's deep as fuck, wow. man. Rage against Holy inside. shit. <laughs> totally. Oh, I need to get really some sun. Good. Yeah. Wow, yeah, wow, vitamin wow, D. Drink wow, 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 water. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That is that's genius. Yeah, yeah I actually am going to write it, that man. down. We're going to go follow them on <laughs> yeah. tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to Grateful Dead it. <laughs> follow them city to city. Oh, you're still pissed off, me too. <laughs> They're pissed off in Connecticut. It, I think that's another reason that I love emo because because the thing about being any artist is that a lot of it has to do with you can't get away from the reality that you're an artist, so you have some inner turmoil and you're trying to get it out. Yeah. So when emo is at least saying I'm here because of pain, yeah. It's when it's like all... political rock, it's like yeah, but you're sad too. Yeah, because you're yeah you're angry because you're sad. Nothing's fixing. Dude, it. that's yeah. what Audio yeah. Slave was about. Audio yeah. Slave was the emotion with the hard jams. Rage Against no, the you're right. They yeah. should uh, Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, I fully now, agree. It's pretty. It's pretty agree. like transparent because Rage is getting back. Literally, they're like Trump. Just it's like crossed the line. I'm like. He finally crossed the line. Yeah, like, where have you been? Three years <laughs> into his presidency. It's just like, hell? enough! 
Totally. <laughs> Come on, tour with the Dixie Chicks. You guys Do were, something. Yeah, you guys were pissed <laughs> off during Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, that's a really good point because just yesterday I was like, where the fuck are the Dixie Chicks? I know. Come it on. It doesn't make Somebody any get Ja Rule sense. on the fall. <laughs> Country's, dude. <laughs> Country's never been bigger. Yeah. The Dixie Chicks literally lost their career due to politics. Yeah. Yeah, they the stood reverse. up, man. They I'm stood just like, up. They could easily have written a new song and just be like, back on the charts, Dixie Chicks. Yeah, yeah. fucking it's- Jane Fonda's out there getting arrested every day. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> She's like doing hard time. Yeah. She gets all prison tatted up. Yeah, She's dude. doing the fucking I love pull-ups. that Grace and Frankie are the heroes we need. I yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> Ted Danson's getting locked up. Dude, I know, it's yeah, so dude. bizarre. It's so, and they're all smiling during it. This is where I'm like... It's cool you're doing this, but it's slightly performative. They've like got you're the literally, Starbucks, yeah, you're literally smiling while the cops are arresting you. So yeah, kind of photo off. op, photo op. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, just yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> what are you doing? I uh, it's very bizarre. I mean, it's obviously a money grab. I like oh rage. Yeah, I guess I'm going back to rage for sure. Yeah, have you ever looked at a dollar bill, dude? <laughs> the fucking Illuminati. <laughs> That's why we're trying to get millions of dollar bills. Yeah, we're trying to get that money. <laughs> I'm trying to get millions of dollars so I can find out what's written on them. Get those things out of circulation. Yeah. I like fucking can't have people Zach- looking at that anymore. <laughs> Zach Delaroche is like writing down on a fucking yellow notepad just like all the things he can be pissed about now. And he's just like, uh, the penny isn't worth a penny anymore. And that's, that's changed. <laughs> dollar, dollar bills. There's, there's their Cell code. phones. Those What's are- that all about? <laughs> You're telling me I can reach somebody across the country. Damn, that's so funny. He does have to come up with yeah, things to write songs about. a whole about. new world. <laughs> I guarantee you there's a song called Pussy Grabber or something just <laughs> yeah. so on the nose. It's going to be on there, it's yeah. Fucking... It's the opening no, track. Yeah. It's the new bomb track. <laughs> the new bomb track, totally. <laughs> it's time for another pussy track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get into slow like, jams. Well, wait, Zach, to... I think you're getting kind yeah. of weird. All right, this one's for the ladies. I, have, I think I've down. said this on the show before, but never to you. I My... F- he, Zach apparently lives in Eagle Rock and is apparently like a really fucking sweet dude, which of course I would have assumed that, you yeah. know. Uh, but my friend kind of knows him and she saw him at a coffee shop once and I love this story so much. And you know what? I'm sure she's exaggerating a little, but I love the story. I don't care. She said she saw him and she was like, oh, hey. And then they sat down together and they were talking and she's like, so what's up with you today? And he was like, I'm going to Home Depot and I'm going to buy a lawnmower. And then they like stared at each other, and then he goes, "I know." <laughs> you know, it's like a nice little awesome. Saturday. Yeah. I know. I'm a ham. I have to, you know. That is so good. He's like, I listen to Bill Burr now. <laughs> I hate my wife. <laughs> I'm angry at my fucking kids. <laughs> He's a dad. He's a dad. He's a grown. He's a grown ass man. <laughs> He's like teaching a baby with dreadlocks. He's like teaching it to be mad. Yeah. Um, He's going through the alphabet mm-hmm. A, B, C, D, mm-hmm. oh! <laughs> E, F, G. You gotta know how to pronounce the oh! <laughs> <laughs> The government lies. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, what a so, fun pod! Yeah, yeah. what a we, we have we did a good job. So dumb. Where do we at? Um, so, I mean, okay. So you are depressed. Let's yes, go back severely, to that. severely. Um, have you ever? I, I mean, like this is such a harsh turn, but I am so curious for obvious reasons. Uh, have what? Where have you ever? How close have you come to suicide, I guess? I just want to ask. I know that's like I don't think... I mean, I think my version of it would just be going, like, becoming a hermit. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You know? Because, like, I like life itself, especially when I'm alone. Mm. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because there's no bullshit, and uh, I, like, I'm alive in this strange fucking reality. It's it's trippy. Yeah. You know? I've definitely Mm. had a lot of shit slipped in my drinks over the years, so I'm, like, (laughs) fully tripping on life itself. And it's, like, people... I'm not trying to run into a wolf pack out there, but, you know, people are the real problem for me. I like animals and nature a lot. 
Yeah. yeah. I do not, like, I don't like assholes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you find people kind of just stressful, like dealing? Because I if have that. Yeah. I feel like dealing sh- with people. A hundred percent. Like, I was an only child, too, growing up on a farm, and, like, I didn't realize that you know, there was even such a thing as like meanness, you know, <laughs> wow. until I went to like preschool. Wow. You know? And then that's where it all began. I was like, then I'd come home and it was like sanctuary. But so it's been, it's really humanity itself. You know, we're the problem. <laughs> Whoa. Rorschach <that's laughs> so... mask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get all serious. That's such a, a <laughs> extreme version, I think, of what many people with depression deal with is you. But you had like no context at all. Uh, yeah, exactly. For what triggers just, you? It was just nature, and my parents like it was this hundred-acre farm in the middle of the sticks in New Jersey, completely out of the way. Wow. And um, and it was all it was like a pig farm, a sheep farm. There's a donkey named Moose, dogs and cats and stuff, and chickens. Well, but was it a donkey or a moose? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Never found out. Yeah. Didn't We're trying an experiment. Never learned how to check. <laughs> Um, cross but I was like psyched. I never felt alone. It was like the wow. trees were friendly. I was like just really were like your parents like super chill. They yeah, they were both judges and they worked all the time. They just leave me on the farms back in the eighties. So it's a completely different time. And like they just leave me there. Oh my wow. god! And I'd be there all day long, every day, and just go walk into the woods. And there's like little ponds and like hanging out with Holy frogs shit. and shit. You realize the mm-hmm. other version of this is a totally unattended child gets to just go start burning. I guess things. I'll just see what a cat looks like on the inside. On the inside, <laughs> <laughs> like, you could have totally gone that way, man. Could have gone. I think that a couple way. of my cousins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But I mean, it's like you just pointed yeah, a donkey, you and you're like, "Look, a moose." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you get into <laughs> skating? Like you know, yeah. I culture? I tried, but yeah. I had I I cannot hang. No. <laughs> like I can't Me get either. more than like six inches off the ground, if that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like Lloyd here. Lloyd Vines is a serious skater. skater. Oh yeah, he's amazing. Oh yeah, we should say hey, there are two more you. people in the room. <laughs> yeah, we got Lloyd, <laughs> cool. Lloyd Vines, and Rob Rasner. Rob. Hi. Hi guys. <laughs> yeah, no. I, um, but the culture for sure, like the punk rock culture, like that's where people like us will fit in and we belonged. You know, yeah. so it'd be totally. like. One out of, you know, 20 kids were like that pretty much every school in the 90s. You know, there'd be <laughs> right. like the weirdos. And Dude, you uh, know what's funny? Oh, sorry. No, that's, yeah, so that was that was our, our people. That was, that's me too in a big way. And like, you know, you get older and you're just a part of the world and you sort of forget that. But right. And I, the last, all, that same tour where like I went to Chico at the beginning, I, that tour, I specifically... Or maybe it was a different one, but either way, I did this tour that was the whole country very recently, like in the past couple of years, where I was like, I had done a tour a bunch of times and I had gone to a lot of the same places. And I was like, okay, this time I'm going to make sure to go to a bunch of cities I'd never been before to challenge myself and find new places and meet more people, you know? And what that did, I didn't realize was it got me, I mean, the world is terrifying for me. Uh, Mm. It's sort of like, I've, I didn't grow up in your situation, but it feels similar where I'm like, why are they being loud and mean to me? Like, uh, exactly. Man. And in unfamiliar so situations, simple. totally. And, uh, I, so I go into every unfamiliar situation, very worried. So my back was like tense the whole trip. Right. And then yeah. after like a month of touring, I found myself in Asheville, North Carolina, did a great show and honestly, objectively a good tour. It's just, I'm very anxious. And then the booker of the show was like, there's this new bar in town. It's called the 27 Club. We're going to go there. And I was like, great. You had to be a member. And I was like, that's weird. And I show up and and I find out immediately that the reason you had to be a member is that it's a goth club in Asheville. And it didn't cost anything to be a member. They just wanted to find out if you were a douchebag. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so you could bring any friends in you wanted if you were a member. Oh, but that you sounds just, pretty cool, man. So, like yeah, a, I walk in, yeah. and it's this, wow, like, goth bar. Cool. There's a bunch of, like... You know, there are, like, some people there that are super gothed out, women that are, like, really scantily clad, covered in patent leather, and then dudes that look like fucking Pantera dudes. But then there's some punk dudes in the corner, and then some regular folks just wandering around, and the vibe of the place was just, like, accepting. And I, like, immediately relaxed. Oh, God. And then I was like, oh, right, I feel fine 
around fucking punks and shit. Wow, that's yeah, wild. man. That's what it is. That's yeah. so funny. I never thought about that either. Exactly. Totally. That's wild. Your I met the owner, and I could not, like, on paper, be more different from this dude. His name was Imran. He was wearing three layers of fishnets. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he was, like, he was just standing in front smoking, and they were playing this fucking, um, oh, what's this? There's this, uh, like, 80s gothish band that started putting out like really hard industrial music recently um but anyway it's a great record that i love and they were playing it and i was like i love this song and he was like yeah i play it every night and i was like this is your bar and he was like yeah and i told him everything i just told you and he gave me a tour of the place and he showed me this room where they were going to start having shows and then i introduced him to the booker and then she had some comedy shows i was just like yeah totally and i just like you're just so right, man. That's There's this, wild. like community got, of yeah. weirdos out there. I just got the punk rock goosebumps, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's something it's special. There's something about like, yeah, like a place the community. The yeah. people that have been like, you know, scarred by this brutal fucking world. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, I like that it's it members only, you know, it's yeah. like yeah. so people don't beat us up. <laughs> yeah, no. You gotta legit, be all singing legit. <laughs> we can be cool here. Yeah. And no one can tell us no. Fucking also, what a great name, awesome. the twenty seven yeah. club. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Oh shit. It. I just oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Fitting. What that's fitting. when Courtney Love kills you. Oh, wow. oh damn, damn, That's why we never talked about Kurt Cobain on our suicide podcast because it wasn't <laughs> Kurt Cobain, the original Epstein. I heard she did it with a bazooka. <laughs> or she blew him yeah, up. she shot a bazooka at him. Bazooka. Um, That's really really cool. Then, like yeah. you were saying, Chico has you don't feel judged there. It's totally. kind of like that too. It's a lot of like um, you know punks, freaks, and artists and. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a different it's different. Nice it's, college town. Yeah, sort of the college town thing too. It's inclusive. Yeah, there's drag shows and stuff, and it's like that's a, right, big drag scene. Big, that's really cool drag up, scene there. That's how I look at venues now. Um, gay clubs. Yeah. Well, not gay clubs. I mean, I <laughs> but, do. That's any, what I do. Oh, sorry. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm no. like, are, is there gay shit there? Cool. They'll like me. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, but <laughs> these like these like chill theaters or like places to go do comedy. It's like if they're doing burlesque, I feel like they'll be right. more my vibe or something. That's like, oh, good. Yeah. Good. You're you're like trying to reach out to like an right. Right. It's sort of like what I was talking about with the Twenty Seven Club. You just never know. Mm. You never know what to expect. I was in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, doing a show that was a fucking ambush show. It was just a big bar restaurant, and then they were. I knew when I showed up, I was like, God damn it, they're just gonna start talking, and that's the show. (laughs) That's the thing with comedy is like sometimes they just don't. The crowd didn't pay. And then, so they don't appreciate the show. And there's and, no yeah. loud guitars to overpower their <laughs> totally. yapping. Yeah. <laughs> and I walked in in my opener night. We were like, fuck, dude, is this going to be weird? And then I saw the bartender was a trans dude. And I was like, nope, this is going to be good. good. We're, we're going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Cut, cut to two hours later, trans dude's just beating you fuck up in a parking lot. What the fuck, man? I should go to Florida more? <laughs> Qu- quoting Dave's nice. joke. Nice. Nice. It's cool to hear. I don't know. It sounds like you you really manage your depression very well. I have to because it just yeah. kills me. You know? Yeah. Sure. Well, that's, yeah. And like, and like, I have to get up and get my daughter to school. Yeah. You know, and like make her breakfast, make her lunch, and show up for her and not be like, what the hell's wrong with dad? <laughs> you know, because then yeah. she'll carry that around for the rest of her life. Like, what the hell is life all about? Like, my dad's all fucked up. Like, he wow. couldn't figure out what to do in this world. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I have to be an example. How old is she now? She's 14. She just started high 14? school, man. Whoa, okay. cool. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Is she going to start writing lyrics, do you think? <laughs> she does. She's, <laughs> a, she's a theater kid. So oh, she's, wow. Yeah. Hell yeah, represent. Yeah, man. That's her scene. So And she's at a performing arts high school. Nice. And so she's in with the right group of people. And it's like this... And their school is like so open. You can be anybody you want. Great. And uh, and everybody's like supportive of one another. And I couldn't be more psyched about that. It gives me hope. Like I do have, I am an optimist after all this. Hmm. Huh. I really am. Like I do believe in the goodness of people, especially if you, you're in a safe place. Yeah. You know, and you see like you can be whoever you want. There's all different kinds of people. And like it's rad. Yeah. 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 So it's a really, it's called Inspire. The and, school uh, is yeah they cool. do like 
they do all these like amazing next level productions and then that will like help her get into the world if she wants to you know be a writer or like broadway or something like that's her vibe cool and she's been doing that for more than half of her life like we got her in theater when she was like five or six and (laughs) now you know almost 10 years later she knows what she's doing. She gets. She's got this big part in Into the Woods. I get to see next week when I go home. Cool. And uh, and she's so happy. And she's got friends that all do the same stuff. You know, they'll go see like Hamilton together and. Dope. Dude. Yeah, it's really cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Was I mean, it sounds like your parents were very supportive of you, but yeah, going through high school and feeling like alienated. I think I mean, there were after, times that know. they worried. Mm-hmm. you know, about me because it was so dark and I was so bummed. I was having such a hard time. They didn't mm-hmm. know what to do. And mm-hmm. it was very much like, that was uh, the time when like, when we were growing up, remember like boys weren't allowed to have like emotions, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like yeah. what the hell's wrong with this kid? <laughs> 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 what is I think wrong? you were the first boy to have emotions. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. You know what's so funny is that he might, I, I actually agree with that. <laughs> You and Connor Oberst are like somewhere in the United States. It's, I mean, we're <laughs> joking around and we're having a good time, yeah. but I, I actually hope that you do like feel pride for that. I do think that you, at least for me, I can say contributed to me being okay with wow, my dude. emotions. For Holy sure. shit. That is a massive thing to hear, man. I'm, yeah. I think that's the religious shit. I'm honored, it, man. It feels so yeah. connective to... Um, you know, and just, it's the feelings yeah. themselves that grew too large; they couldn't be contained. You know, right? They just needed a place to go. And it also, I can tell you, as someone, I grew up in—I think we talked about this—in Orange County, New York, right on the Jersey border. And I, so I wasn't in Jersey, but that area, the whole area, the like hundred-mile radius around New York City, is fucked up. Yeah, it what is. The fuck? <laughs> it is. What's so densely packed that. together, and like you oh. can't elbow your way out of the, you know, out it's of densely the wave. packed together, but without the like, yeah, the sort of cultural release that New right. York City provides you. Right, right that's and true. With this added sort of like, I think that it's an area that when I talk to people, I moved mm. out here and like very, very easily sort of. Slid into to friendships and oh, understanding. Me too, man. Right when I moved to Chico, people were like, "How you doing?" Totally on the street, <laughs> and like you're saying, like, <laughs> "Fuck I, you." It was partially. <laughs> <laughs> it was partially that it was the '90s, but it was also partially that it was the place. Like that area is particularly macho and masculine. Yes, it really and, is. And you having feelings, you just feel like. You fucking little fucking bitch or whatever. Yeah, that's how yeah, I felt, dude. That's how it was. Mm. And I was like, "Am I relentless? Yeah. Do yeah. I have to go cry in the dark?" <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a, a lot, lot of that. And nightmare. the answer is yes. Fucking yeah. nightmare. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm glad things are changing. Like in my daughter's school when she was younger, like in the when the Dare program comes, they teach anti-bullying now. Okay. Cool. So it is a sign like you're not allowed to be an asshole as much anymore, which is really fucking like good. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Let's get rid of these ch- chumps. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's no kind of it's only good for me, especially because I'm like, oh, finally Dare's doing something actually right? good. Right? Like it's so yeah. funny, like their the whole remember- program's been a waste. And yeah. now I'm like, oh, anti bullying? Okay, that yeah, totally. I, like, this this is, I remember sick. being in Dare Shit. in fifth grade and a kid going, How does heroin make you feel? And then the cop told him, and then everyone was like Whoa, Whoa. really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like thousand what, orgasms. What good did it do to have like a deputy sheriff <laughs> scream at third graders about crack cocaine? <laughs> Wait, you can't put some the context pipe down. here. <laughs> it feels so good that people steal. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> there was a boy in another school, smoked pot once, now he's dead. <laughs> I dare you to not yeah, do drugs. Exactly. Exactly. I double, yeah. triple dare you. Yeah, okay, well, I'm a kid, so I take that dare. The yeah. cop just comes into every school. Very I intriguing. dare you. <laughs> to not do drugs i'm gonna remove away all of your infrastructure (laughs) oh man there was also an element of dare i remember that was so fucked up where they literally were like if you see drugs in your home come to school and tell us yeah i remember be like snitch Snitch. do that (laughs) dad (laughs) dad learned it by watching you you're in trouble (laughs) 
Bust your parents. We'll be your parents. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a cool cop. I'll be your dad. Whatever. <laughs> look at this little, look at this teddy bear wearing a police uniform, huh? That's your dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a teddy ruxpin, but we've uh, fitted it so that it will record your parents. Yeah. Right? You're going exactly. in deep undercover. Look into your eyes. We're going <laughs> to set you up with a wire to record your parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We think this goes deeper than yeah. just a little low-level drug connection. <laughs> yeah. We think your dad's like <laughs> El Chapo. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I'm. I'm just. Yeah, thankful and and impressed. At, like, really, I'm all just impressed with anyone who manages their depression at all because it's fucked up. And yeah, to get out so of so hard. And man. to get out yeah. of a, a lame scene and do something with your life. Yeah. Well, and that was all. So much of it was like the time that was happening, and there was all these cool bands coming up, so you could play shows together, and then people that wanted to come out. You know, it was a great moment. Yeah. You know, it was a wave that was starting to happen. Who are you? Are, are you still buddies with anybody from back yeah, then? Yeah, so many, so many people from back then. I mean, Jeff Rickley from Thursday cool. was throwing basement shows like before we were both in bands. And the first Thursday show was a Saves the Day show on New Year's Eve, like <laughs> 1998 to 1999. And cool. it was like Gabe from Midtown and Cobra Starship is like in that room and like Aaron Brutorelli Tiger was the Hawthorne Heights drummer years later. No shit. Yeah. Um he was just a Princeton dude. <laughs> and it's just it's really bizarre to look back on that. And even when we started like traveling like states away, met like the guys Newfound Glory, Dashboard Confessional, Alkaline Trio, Hot Rod Circuit. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and fast forward twenty years later, like Hot Rod Circuit's opening these shows. We're still oh, cool. friends. You know, and like their drummer Mike Parman is the stage manager for Billie Eilish, and like cool. everything, just this whole world of people really doing it for the right reasons. Punk rockers, freaks, yeah. artists, you know, um, are still doing it for the right reasons. It's just bigger. Do you feel like people who are like genuine tend to find each other? Yeah, in a yeah, weird way, yeah, you know? yeah, totally. That like-minded thing, you feel you safe and you let your guard down. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you relax and you're not clenching your muscles around your bones. Totally. That's the fucking thing that Nam just knocked about. What? Yeah. That oh, bar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, the same, it's Club, the same thing yeah. where you can feel safe, where totally. you can feel like you can relax. Yeah. And instantly you're hanging out. Yeah, exactly. I mean... Partner in my, we have a bar called the Winchester Goose up there. We're actually oh. rebuilding it now. Oh, cool! But it's so it has a venue because of the music industry and our friends and stuff like that. It's it's very much known as a place where like we're very accepting and people can feel comfortable. And so for people like us collectively, yeah. to be able to do something like he writes a record, you create a place that you feel comfortable and that lets the other people feel comfortable. And yeah. that's how those people can come together. And you wow. get to see out there that you know. There's a lot more people like you, and it's not so bad. It's actually good. It's just fucking scary. Yeah, yeah that's the and goal, we, right? We do the drag shows. You can come and book a show. You should yeah. <laughs> come on a, come on up and book. Let's should. do some, because we want to do comedy there. It's oh, going to be really, really cool. So you know it's your, your kind of people. You kind of point to something interesting that, like, in comedy, there has been maybe a couple rooms that have that kind of vibe mm -hmm. of community. And it's really important. And it's funny that it's, like, on a mental level, like humans really desire community. Yeah, I'm like right. we Maria Bamford talks about that a lot. Yeah, she's um, my she's, she's the amazing. best comedian of all time. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> she's, and yeah. Yeah. you invited me to a show in the backyard a couple years oh, yeah. ago, and you, everybody's mm -hmm. performing up against that wood fence, and she did a set there. That's right. And uh, it was just like really amazing. And thank you for <laughs> asking me to come along. You guys have such a cool thing going. I feel like like punk rockers, comedians, and like chefs. <laughs> or like all the same kind of people. Wow, so funny. funny. Yeah. I'm obsessed yeah. with chefs too. Yeah, exactly. I hear you. Yeah, we it's... just did um, a collaboration menu with our friend Danny Bone, who does Mission Chinese food in That's Manhattan. Right. How'd that go? And he, it was so fun. He was. Just, we just had this conference call with like him and his team, and they were like, "What's your favorite Chinese food?" And they like riffed on off of it. And they sold That's tickets, and like was. Saves the Day fans came, cool. and like we have a punk rock band together. Actually, Jeff from Thursday is the bass player, Danny's the drum drums, and I play guitar and sing. We sound like Beastie Boys. We play <laughs> undercover cops <laughs> called Narcs. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, man, it's amazing. Can we what get the you fuck? And we're so we we're so like close, just from like being like similar people that yeah. have mutual admiration. Danny flew out here, and two nights ago we did a pop up party in Highland Park. And he did vegan pizza and ramen. And so, like, it's just really great to know 
to know similar kinds of people, even though we do different things. Is it and like, like I'm psyched all... to get to hang out again because it's. I'm psyched you're coming to the show. It's just. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's just be knowing fun, like just knowing good people. It's like the community grows larger. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, I mean, it's been like a real boon to just be able to, like, almost cross. You know, like where. I see Carl Hess like hanging out with chefs and stuff like that. Totally. And it's funny, it's all these kind of like minded people who are very obsessive, but we yeah. also we like to withdraw from society, but we also really therefore value community. Right, yeah. right. Um and it's funny, I was trying to say with this uh community thing, like what really like clicked that in my brain at a young age, there's like this Twilight Zone episode where like I guess it's about an astronaut. Like it's all kind of in someone's head up until the very end where they're like, Oh, this astronaut we sent alone into space went crazy and like imagined, you know, he was being like terrorized and stuff. And it was just like weirdly like Asperger's or like, yeah, like, like scientists being like, Hmm, the one thing we can't cure man needs a friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, Legit. Kid, I That's was like, dope what? Fuck, man. <laughs> That's tight. We can't train a robot to be a real friend. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was the whole episode. Yeah. Yo, that's really fucking cool, though. And I always think about how it's like, it's weird. I desire, like, being solitude. I just love yeah, to same. cut myself. Too, but it also gets too. self-destructive, you know? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I allow it's so it much be. easier because you're away yeah. from all the, like, the angry people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, my God, I haven't talked to my friend in a year. Yeah, you know, right. it's like because I just decided. Oh, to, I hate myself more now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> well, then we get into repetitive brain. You know, you know the uh, spiral, this uh, patterns <laughs> circling totally. the drain. Man, Chris, thank you so much for Dude, being on the so show. Thanks so much, man. It's really fucking awesome to hang out. I'm psyched you guys are coming tonight. It's gonna be so fun. Oh, thank yeah. you so much for having. Yeah, us. it's gonna be so, dope. I hear there's a cool spot in the back that we can all hang out too. So yeah. In the, oh, cool. They've done comedy Great. shows. Been, yeah, yes. really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's super nice. Yeah. yeah, and if you, uh, you two guys hanging out, could say your names into the mic yeah. too, so people can know Rob you. Rob Rasner, Rob, <laughs> Rob Rasner of the Winchester Goose. Uh -huh. I'm Lloyd Vines. <laughs> Lloyd Vines of Lloyd Vines. <laughs> and Chris Conley of Saves the Day. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so guys, much, man. man. Thank you yeah, so, thank much. so much. It was a fucking And thank blast. you guys so much for listening to the show. We love you so much. Yes, we have yes, a bonus yes. episode up on our Patreon this week. Patreon.com/slash/suicidebuddies. Buy uh, death metal shirts at suicidebuddies.threadlist.com. Yeah. And uh, uh, come see me live. I'll be in Atlanta December 12th, uh, DC December 15th, and then Wilmington uh, 13th, 14th. Oh, and I will be in Chicago December 13th. Oh, yeah. And yeah, fucking come to that, dude, at North Bar. Tickets are up. <laughs> you can get, <laughs> go to my yeah. website, <laughs> davefortheroz.com, and fucking buy tickets man yeah if you don't i'll be Do so it. pissed can't wait <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh yeah we're so glad you're alive thank you for listening chris yeah, thanks again thank man. you guys thank you guys so much for listening to suicide buddies remember we tell jokes about suicide and suicidal thoughts on this show because we've been there and that's how we deal with it not because we literally think someone killing themselves is funny we do not we do not think that we want everyone to stay here with us on earth so if you're experiencing suicidal thoughts, contemplating suicide, please reach out to people. You are loved in this world. You can always call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. They're a great resource. They know what you're going through, and they will hear you. Thanks again for listening to the show, and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.